Welcome to Connecting Our Community, brought to you by the North Andover Elder Services. Connecting Our Community is an educational series that connects local resources to you to help you and your family age with dignity and independence. My name is Kathy Shelp, and I am the director of North Andover, Elder, North Andover Elder Services. We operate programs and services at the Senior Center, 120 Rear Main Street, right behind Town Hall. Today, we are joined by Andy Furman. Mr. Furman is an independent broker specializing in Medicare and health insurance. After spending more than 15 years on Wall Street, Andy started Furman Insurance and Benefits in 2017 with a focus on helping clients understand the intersection of their health care benefits and financial wellness. As an independent broker, Mr. Furman represents many of the highly rated carriers and as such can work with clients to find the most affordable plan combined with the most comprehensive coverage. Uh, Mr. Furman, he does re reside here in North Andover with his wife and two kids. He's a past president of the North Andover Merchants Association and chair of the North Andover Youth and Recreation Council. He's been active in Cub Scouts as a den leader and currently coaches youth soccer. Additionally, Andy is a volunteer ski patroller with the National Ski Patrol. He's licensed in 10 states, including Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, and Rhode Island. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Kathy. So it's happy great to, to be have here. You here. Yeah. I, was, I was actually a Cub Scout den leader myself. And, um, yeah, for years, uh, Girl Scouts was way more fun than Boy Scouts. I just love all the activities that we yeah. have the kids go through and, it, you know, playing yeah. the games and just being a kid again. Yeah. It really, it, it helps in every aspect of life. Uh, no, no, I agree. Camp, camping with the boys was way different than camping with the girls. Oh, I can I imagine. I have to say, yeah, the boys never stopped hitting each other and wrestling and the girls were just, you know... Let's just put on, do our nails. So um, anyway, um, we're really happy to have you here. And, and Medicare, um, it's it's crazy that we have this health insurance plan for us when we turn 65. And it's great that we have it, but that we need help and guidance and counselors to help us navigate it. So tell me a little bit about the basics and what you see. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because when I look at Medicare, I think it's it's actually pretty simple to understand I think what the challenge is when somebody's turning 65 for the three or four months leading up to their birthday and the three or four months after their birthday, they're inundated with so much information. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then come every September, every October, there's so much information that's out there that the information overload, I think, is what becomes stressful and turns people off. And that's the challenge. And that's the importance of sitting down with somebody that does this every day and focuses on it. Um, because we can really sit down with somebody and, and, and really simplify it, but not only simplify it, but also marry their, their health and wellness with their financial wellness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important aspect for today's retirees. How long in advance before somebody turns 65 do you think they should start looking at Medicare and, and picking their plans? Yeah, in terms of picking the plans two to three months before, um, but I think you should start looking at it and kind of understanding it and perhaps even talking with someone um, six to 12 months before your 65th mm -hmm. birthday. Now, you can't really do anything until three months before. There's a seven-month um, window where you can enroll, three months before your 65th birthday, the month of your birthday, and then three months afterwards. So you can't really do anything. You can't enroll in Parts A or Part B or any other plans until that open enrollment period. But self-educating yourself, using resources, and being prepared for that time, I think, is key. Yeah, no, I know. I would agree. And, and talking to your friends and seeing what they did and how they navigated through, too, is really helpful to what worked and the pitfalls that they face. What happens if we don't get signed up for a Medicare plan at 65? 
Yeah, so I'm actually working with a couple of um, uh, beneficiaries on that aspect right now. So if you don't enroll within your open enrollment period, there are late penalties for both Part B and potentially Part D. Um, and those penalties stay with you for the rest of your life. So it's really important to understand when, you en- when your enrollment window is and to make sure we enroll you in the, in the appropriate plans. Now, a bigger challenge is for somebody that's approaching their 65th birthday and still working. And there's a whole host of questions as to now what do I do? Right, right. And now what do they do? (laughs) (laughs) So I said before, Medicare is not really complicated. This aspect does get a little convoluted. It depends on on the size of your employer, whether your employer employs 20 or fewer, 20 or more um, employees, whether their group health plan will allow you to stay on it. So it's really important to not only understand your open enrollment period, to understand Medicare, but also understand what your employer's group plan will allow you to do in, in which plan pays first and how all that works. Um, you know, when I say we should be looking at our, our health and wellness and our coverage, but marry that to our financial wellness, mm-hmm. uh, it may make more financial sense in some cases to stay on the company plan, or it may make more financial sense okay. to move to Medicare and the different advantages or the different options thereof. It's an option, and this I may not you – know, I don't know if it's a good question or a bad question. It, it, so if, if you're still working at 65, which many, many, many people are now, that seems to be more working at 65 than aren't. So if you're still working, can you go into Medicare and then your other insurance be like your, uh, you know, supplemental? Yeah, and that depends on the size of the employer. Um, for employees with 20 or fewer, you really should be moving off that group coverage onto okay. Medicare for 20 or more, you know, it comes into, you know, which plan pays first. And, you know, do you really need to be paying for uh, your Part B premiums as well as your group um, health plan? Uh, and that's where we take a, a holistic approach and we look at the coverage levels and we look at your premiums and we match those up and try to help you make that financial decision. Because the challenge retirees are having now as folks approach retirement, one of their primary concerns outside of health care uh, and long-term care comes into that as well. But am I going to run out of money? Right, right. So when we look at that, we want to make sure that your health and wellness is covered, but also how does that affect your financial wellness and your um, your, your, your your financial picture well into retirement? Because we don't want to be overpaying for health care, but we also don't want to be undercovered. Uh, absolutely. And Medicare in general is a very good health insurance plan. Best in the country. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We should all want to get on it and look forward. That's a great thing to look forward to at 65 is, is that you yeah. get Medicare. And um, so what? tell me a little bit about Part D. So there's many parts. And I, I can remember when they first just rolled out, and this is many years ago, and you know, I was in the senior center in New York, and they had the donut hall yeah. and where people were getting lost in that. And we would get crowds, hundreds of people that would come out for these presentations. But things have improved since then. So there is a Part B, a Part D. Can you tell me a little bit about the two parts that yeah, are coming with that? For folks that are that are using resources online or other aspects, Massachusetts, like everything, is its own little separate animal when it comes to portions of or parts of Medicare. But specifically with Part D and the donut hole, there is a certain limit, uh, and every plan's different. That when you reach that limit, you start paying for one hundred percent of your premiums or or your copays on your prescriptions. And then uh, after you reach a second level, 
uh, now the plan starts paying everything. So in the beginning part of the year, you can often see, you know, you might have some smaller copays, but once you reach a certain level and every plan's different, now you start paying 100% for all your prescriptions, and then you reach a second level where the plan starts paying everything. And that portion where you start paying 100% of your, um, your prescriptions is what we refer to as the donut hole. Okay. So we want to be taking a look at what a beneficiary's prescriptions are, and we want to be checking that plan, and we need to be checking that every year because um, your prescriptions can change, yeah. the, the, the carrier can change their formulary, um, they can do away with the plan and map you over to a new plan. So we really want to be looking at that annually to see where that donut hole is, if it applies. Okay. And is there a different plan that might be more affordable and have more comprehensive coverage for you? So people generally then should be, they, they have to look at their plan, as you're saying, like every year, um, taking more, might be taking additional prescriptions you weren't taking before, your health changes. And uh, how often do... Uh, these insurance carriers kind of get out of the Medicare business when they lose that carrier and have to go. Is that frequent? It's not frequent. We are seeing in this year, we saw a lot of changes. Fallon Health, who used to be a, a carrier in the under 65, the major medical market, they exited that market to focus purely on the senior market and the Medicare market. You saw Harvard and Tufts merge. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, um, many of the Harvard Medicare plans went away and they mapped everyone over to a, an appropriate Tufts mm -hmm. plan. But we're having, you know, the carrier in that situation is making a decision as to which is the best plan to map you over to, and it may not be oh, the best plan. I see. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we should be taking a look at, um, at your plan, your coverage, and your prescriptions annually, not just because the carriers could change their plans or their formularies, but also your healthcare needs and your prescription medicines may change throughout the year as your, um, as your care evolves. And I think, too, you can have a married couple, and one couple can be on one plan, and another another person in that couple could be on another. Absolutely. And um, which kind of – got to then keep that straight <laughs> and um, have to go for it. But um, – and a lot of people are used to that, I suppose, when they're working and maybe under two different health plans. Well, I think when, when a couple is working, generally what we find is is the entire family, you know, both you know, husband and wife are on the same plan. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is that's not the case when we move over to Medicare. Yeah. One person could be on one plan or one type of plan, and somebody else, based off their health and their care needs, could be on a completely separate, separate, different plan, even from you know a different carrier. Right. And and then we we talked a little bit about the prescriptions, and um, so we so we have we part D is D is a prescription piece. So he's he's looking right at me as as my face is just really confused still as you, you explained. So as we get more prescriptions and then we might have to pay for them out of pocket. So then we buy these additional supplementals. To yeah. Get, so where the supplement? So your prescription drug plan is one plan, and that just covers your prescriptions. Okay. It's really important, even if we're not taking any prescriptions, it's important to get on a plan. And there are many low-cost plans because if we don't get on a plan, we'll be subject to a penalty for the rest of our life. Um, so it's really important to have that coverage, the creditable coverage. Now, when we start talking about supplement plans, now we're starting to talk about uh, Parts A and Parts B mm -hmm. and what are those coverage. And Parts A and Part B are what we commonly refer to as original Medicare. Um, part A is your hospital coverage. If you're hospitalized, Part A is going to cover that. 
and part B is more your doctor's appointments and you know any uh, any medical devices that you may need, any tests. Uh, but with both parts A and part B, there are deductibles and there are uh, out-of-pocket expenses. Um, for example, part B, there's a 20% coinsurance, which means okay. you're on the hook for 20% of the coverage. Now, um, when we look at financial wellness, uh, that can leave a lot of people financially vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's where a supplement plan or what we call a Medigap plan comes in. And a beneficiary can buy that supplement plan to cover uh, all the expenses that original Medicare Parts A and Part B do not cover. And then they're a little protected. Do, is there, is it, can you gen, give us a generalized uh, what it costs to, for a supplement plan? Or is it just way too varied? It is varied. Um, the generalized number I, I would I, I, I talk to people about somewhere between two hundred and two hundred and fifty dollars per month. Per month, okay. Um, generally speaking, and in Massachusetts, we generally have three supplement plans that are available depending on your age. Um, when you read materials, uh, this is where we differ from many states around the country. Um, you know, you might see things like Part F or Part M or Part N. Here in Massachusetts, we only have three supplement plans, so it's a little bit different than some of the material people might be reading from national resources. Okay, so it's really important that they know what they're looking at and that, that it's local, absolutely uh, local to their state. And and what happens to like our snowbirds that are here part of the year and move part of the year? Is it based on their primary resident? It's their primary residence, um, and that's one of the really uh, as- good aspects of being on Original Medicare versus a Medicare Advantage. Um, with original Medicare Parts A and Part B and a supplement plan, if you live in multiple parts of the country and you have care providers in multiple parts of the country, the really unique thing about Medicare is you can walk into any doctor's office in any part of the country that accepts Medicare and know that you're going to receive coverage. Um, So for folks that live in multiple parts of the country that may have care providers in both parts, um, Medicare, original Medicare with the supplement is generally what I recommend for folks. Oh, that's with excellent. The that's, that's really good to know, even just for vacations and traveling. What if we go out of the country? Yep. So that's the other important aspect. Original Medicare, if all you do is have parts A and part B, you generally don't have any coverage if you're traveling out of the country and have an emergency. If you have that supplement coverage, um, depending on the plan and the carrier, you, you likely will. Um, but that's an important aspect to look at. And that's where, you know, working with somebody that understands all the carriers and all the carrier plans can really help and understand that. Um, the other aspect is Medicare Advantage plans typically also provide uh, coverage outside of the country in an emergent situation. Okay. Now, what happens if somebody can't afford the $250 supplement? And if they can't afford that, they're certainly going to be challenged to pay that 20% that they're going to have to pay if they're hospitalized or for uh, durable medical equipment or something like that. So what, what are their options? Yeah, there is, um, there is assistance available uh, for financial need. Also, if folks have uh, serious chronic illnesses or disease, there may be uh, dual, dual plans available. But there is certainly financial assistance available, and a licensed uh, broker agent can also provide assistance and, oh. and guidance on that as well. Oh, excellent. That's, that's great to know. So... Um, resources where do we reach out you know so we can talk to it to talk to a broker so that that's that's awesome and get some really good good experience that way um where do we get basic information to get started yeah the best place to go is medicare.gov uh, okay. a lot of fin- 
fantastic and phenomenal um, information is there. Uh, as you approach your 65th birthday, you're probably getting uh, at least one, if not multiple copies of uh, Medicare in you. Um, you can also reach out to a broker like like myself. Oh, yeah, I've seen Medicare in you. I've <laughs> not gotten the mail yet, but it's going to come soon. Um, and, um, and how do we find a reputable broker? Yeah, you can, uh, you can search for me uh, by navigating to www.northshoremedicare.com. You um, can also reach out to me uh, at uh, 978-494-6611. Okay, that's great. And then also, too, people can reach out to the Senior Center. We have volunteer shine counselors, especially if you're just looking. Uh, you want a quick review. If it's open enrollment, that's when the shine counselors will step in, which is kind of, again, crazy to me that the – the federal government uh, supports this SHINE program that is serving the health needs um, of everyone. And because we have an insurance program that's <laughs> so complicated, <laughs> we have to meet with counselors and tell us what to pick. It's a great resource for, for <laughs> uh, seniors and, yeah. and family members you yeah. know, to have. You know, even if you're just working with a broker, sometimes it's good to get that second voice Absolutely. and, you yeah. know, to make yeah. sure, because you want to make sure if you are working with a broker that you're working with someone who represents multiple carriers, yeah. uh, because that's where you're really going to find the most comprehensive coverage at the most affordable rate for you. And sometimes that volunteer, that independent shine counselor can provide a great resource mm -hmm. and, and help you navigate that so area. It's, it's really interesting. Before I met you, I just wouldn't have occurred to me to go to a broker for, for help with it. And um, it just makes perfect sense. I think the, uh, to do the that. added value that I as a broker can bring, you know, a couple of things that I do, particularly if you're, depending on the type of plan you're on, there may be some um, ancillary benefits that the plan offers. We're going to be reaching out to our clients every quarter, reminding them of the, how to use the plan, what's available to them. We're going to be reaching out in September of every year saying, hey, here are the physicians that you, you went to last year. Here are the prescriptions that you are on. Has anything changed? Right. And then we're going to proactively review that coverage and review um, the carriers. My September is ridiculous yeah, um, in terms of going to all, all the carriers I represent, going to their presentations and understanding how have their plans changed. And then we're going back and taking a look at our client portfolio and saying, who do we need to be reaching out to? Where are the changes? Where are people potentially vulnerable? Um, but also, where can, uh, where can our beneficiaries take advantage of a new offering that might be out there as well? Right, right. And, um, and those plans change. I know they do. When is open enrollment? Open enrollment, uh, annual enrollment period runs from October to December, so uh, mid-October to early December. And then there's a general enrollment period for Medicare Advantage from January through the end of March. Um, which a lot of people don't know that's there. If you signed up for a Medicare Advantage plan during annual enrollment period, and then come January, February, you find out that a physician is not in network or a prescription is not covered the way you thought it was, um, CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Social Security, actually give you a general open enrollment period where you can change that plan, uh, which is really important for folks to understand. And does Social Security carry much information on Medicare? Uh, the place to go is Medicare.gov. is just, yeah. yeah, yeah, way more yeah, solid. And it is a great website. I've yep. been on there. Actually, also the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org handles all, a lot of information as well as going through the Senior Center for a Shine Counselor 
um, can be added added support for you. Um, Andy, anything else you want to add? I think this has been great and a lot of information to take in. <laughs> There's a lot of information in a very yeah. short period of time. I'd say the one area that Social Security does get involved is uh, your Part B premium. And okay. whereas you are paying a Part B premium, and there may be a uh, income uh, adjustment based on income if you're still working. Um, Social Security can help understand that, as can uh, as can an independent broker as well. Do that as well, yeah. Because yeah. some people might be not even here in North Andover yeah. that are listening to this and need to get some information. But um, so no, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, thank you for, for having me. for coming out today, and thank you all for joining us. Um, before be sure to look for our next program. We're going to be with the North Andover Chief Assessor, uh, William Mitchell, and he's going to discuss some tax abatement programs with us. There's a lot that you might do to just kind of take a little bit of relief if you're 60 or older. Sometimes you got to be 70 and sometimes 65 and older, but you get a little bit of relief on your uh, your property tax. So uh, Bill Mitchell will be here to talk about that. Uh, this has been brought to you by the North Andover Elder Services, connecting our community through service, experience, and advocacy.